0: everyone for uh, covering us today um, credit to the Kansas City Chiefs they made the plays um, down the stretch that it takes to, to win these types of games um, you know I know our team is extremely disappointed um, we had every opportunity to win the football game and, and we did not uh, coaches player staff not any one person all of us we did not um, did not make the plays to win the game and so um, you know we uh, we came here to win we didn't get it done and so we'll uh, head back to Charlotte and continue to work uh, getting ready for next week let's go to Phil Orban and then David Newton.
1: Matt, the, the aggressiveness on the first two drives. Um, what, what was kind of the message to the team that, that you sent in doing that, the, the fake punt and then going it on fourth and short on the first drive?
0: Um, I think we felt like we had good plays. I mean, we, you know, we went, we went for it twice last week on fourth down and didn't get them. Um, so I think it, I don't think it was anything different mindset this, uh, this week. Um, you know, Chase and uh, Chase and Ed had a great punt fake that they thought would be up, and and I was going to use it on the first drive, but we converted, so I used it on the second drive. Um, you know, we we uh, we just felt like we just felt like those things were there. Um, later, in, you know, later on, we obviously converted the fourth and nineteen. Um, that was just more of a, you know, hey, what else can you do in the game but that? But um, but uh, uh, yeah, we, we came to win. We came to play to win. Uh, we wanted to get a win and um, tried to play that way.
2: Hey, man, David Newton here. Um, Can you just comment on Christian, first of all, on his performance? Second of all, he seemed to be – the trainer's looking at his rib area after the game. Is anything serious there?
0: I don't know anything about him injury-wise. No one's updated me um, anything about him yet. Usually, as I get on the plane, I get anything. Um, I thought Christian did a nice job, made plays for us, um, um, you know, as, as he always does.
3: Let's go to Joe Person and then Elena
2: Getzenberg. Sorry, Matt. Um, Just the idea, kind of following up on the earlier question, was there part of you that, like you said, you came and wanted to play to win, and and that meant going for a lot of the fourth downs, but just the the whole mindset, going against the
0: defending Super Bowl champs, did you feel like, you know, you had to match them blow for blow? Um, Again, I don't think it was anything about them, you know, because that was on the first drive. Then we held them to a field goal on their first drive. It was just – you know, down, down in their tight, you know, we, we felt like, um, looking back over the course of our year, um, what's kept us from winning more games has been not moving the football, but it's been, you know, scoring touchdowns, not field goals. And, um, so, you know, went for the fourth and four, you know, the punt fake to me, you know, it, it was just, uh, we thought we had it and it was one that if we didn't have the look, you know, we could check out of it. So obviously those things that are well-designed like that, make it, uh, make it a lot easier to, um, make it a lot easier to execute to call because you know that they, they're, they're, they're the way they're set up, you know, they will be executed.
4: Hey Matt, I was wondering if you could talk us through the decision to go for the first onside kick.
0: Um, you know, they were lined up 15 yards off the ball. Um, that's something that we practice all the time. Um, you know, we were down two scores. I said, when we score, you know, we've been watching it all game. We felt like we had it. Um, I just said, Hey, when they, uh, you know, when, when we score here, whether it's a touchdown or field goal, you know, do, do we think we have it? We thought we had it. So we went for it. Um, and the hope was if we didn't get it, you know, hold them to a field goal. And, you know, because we scored a touchdown and still make it a one score game. So, um, you know, we uh, we thought we had it. Just the ball didn't go nine, you know, 10 yards. You know, if the ball goes 10 yards there, I think we probably recover it. And, you know, momentum was on our side. Then you know they, they moved the ball down and, and we had them stopped on third and eight but we uh, we jumped offsides and so uh, we don't jump offsides there we hold them to a field goal it's still a six point game and and um, obviously a lot different so uh, that, that's just a call that I made you know those are those are the decisions that I have to make I have to live with them um, I, I, I would tell you I'd do it again just uh, th- I thought we had it and just uh, we just weren't quite uh, able to execute it.
3: Let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Scott Fowler.
5: Hey, Amen. I'm wondering, do you feel like the the fourth down conversions and, and going for it kind of got you guys going, kind of motivated the players in any way?
0: I don't think our players had any, any issues being motivated. I think they came in here. They had a great week of practice. I think they came in here ready to go. thought we had guys, you know, coming back off of injury, you know, battling. I thought our guys played really hard all day. We just, um, you know, we, we just made too many uh, little mistakes. It wasn't like a, a vast difference. You know, we just, you know, we had guys – playing guys man to man and, and uh, guys like guys get away from them, you know, um, you know, hit too many penalties on offense. So not any one person, just all of us as a team collectively um, just, uh, just uh, didn't do enough to win the game. And that, that starts with me as the head coach. When you have 12 penalties in the game, it's hard to deserve to win that game. And so, um, you know, to play a team as good as the Chiefs, um, you know, you have to, it has to be a three, four, five, six penalty game. It can't be a 12 penalty game.
6: I, I, I used the wrong word. I actually meant um, gave you all momentum. Did you feel like it gave you all momentum? Well,
0: I mean, yeah. The first one, obviously, you know, they led the touchdowns, and I think that that's what we needed. You know, um, we needed some energy, um, but I think our guys were here to play no matter what. Um, they they came knowing it was going to be a battle. Um, they fought back. You know, we took the lead. We fought back. Um, you know, we had every chance to win the game.
2: Coach, a lot of hard decisions there to make on that final drive, too. Can you talk us through? sort of the decision-making process there and through one and then had Joey try a 67 yard or just sort of that drive in general.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, you just referring to the decisions at the end or accepted, I accepted well, yeah, end. Just, yeah, I know that's a long way to go
2: just to sort of, you know, how that last drive went, I suppose. I know you would have liked to have gotten.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I think really, uh, one of the main issues on that drive was the, um, was the um, um, hands to the face, you know, that really set us back. Curtis made a great play, got down, allowed us to spike the ball, um, tried to get the ball. I tried to get the ball. We were trying to get the ball up 5, 10 yards to take a chance at the field goal. You know, we had one of those plays designed where it was like throw the Hail Mary uh, and, and on one side. And on the other side was the um, was the out route. Uh, Teddy threw the out route, left two seconds out there. You know, um, had the wind at our back. So we thought, you know, our best chance was to, to kick it. Um, obviously it didn't work. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a long ways to go. Um, uh, which, uh, which, uh, uh, the penalty certainly didn't help.
3: All right, guys, we only have time for one more, so let's go to Steve Reed before we wrap it up. Coach, you know, I
7: just wonder if you talk about, uh, um, McCaffrey, you know, in, you got to struggle a little bit in the red zone without him. I think you've been 10 to 21 this season without him. Right now, I think you're eight of nine with him. I just wanted to talk about the difference that he makes with you guys in the red zone.
0: Um, you know, he scored, tw- I think he scored twice today. I mean, he's, he's a great player and great players show up in, um, uh, in crucial areas, crucial times, third down red zone, two minute, all those things. And, um, he, uh, he showed up in those areas today, almost scored another, um, touchdown right before the two minute warning. Um, or I guess he did right after this, we had three touchdowns, excuse me. But, uh, you know, our ability to run the football, um, results in way more, uh, red zone touchdowns. And, um, um, he did a, he did a good job.
3: Go to Josh
8: Klein to start. Teddy, I realize you're never going to say the, the phrase moral victory, but coming into uh, the Super Bowl champs on the road to be right there with them, um, what does that say about your team and, and where you guys are at right now?
5: Um, like you said, there are no moral victories in this game. But, um, you know, the guys, we fought. We fought um, and we, we gave ourselves a chance to win the game at the end. And, um you know, hats off to the Chiefs. They're a great football team. And, um, you know, they, they came up on top, and we came up just short. Let's go to Miles Simmons and then Phil Orban.
9: Teddy, uh, could you explain to us just what happened on that fourth down and 14 run? How you decided to take off, and and then why you decided to leap and what the result was there?
5: Yeah, it was just one of those deals. Um, as I was running, I just looked to the sideline to see what the chains were. Um, and I knew if I would have went down here first, they might have marked me down a little shorter. So, um, and then I might have been a little short. So I just decided to just take flight and and you know sa- um, sacrifice my body, you know, uh, to try to get the first down.
1: Teddy, um, last Thursday night after the Falcons game, Mike Davis talked about how you coming back in after you got shaken up, kind of showed him what what kind of person you were, what kind of leader you were. Kind of a similar situation on the fourth down. What What do you want to show your teammates when you make a play like that?
5: It's honestly, man, just one of those deals where, you know, we could all just, you know, sacrifice, you know, for for five seconds, six seconds, uh, for 60 plays a game, 70 plays a game, and just give all our effort, man. You know, we're a tough team. So um, for me, it's just I want to continue to show the guys that, man, you know, this game, this team means so much to me, and I'll do whatever I can you know, to, to win. So, um it was a situation. Got out of pocket, had a nice lead blocker, um, and just tried to make a play. Let's go to
3: Elena Gutzenberg and then Steve Reed.
4: Hey, Teddy, I was wondering what impact or, if any, did Joe being on the sideline have for you today? You know, what were you a part of that decision or what went into that?
5: I think Joe has been itching to be on the sideline. Um, I know he says it's much calmer up in the booth. But um, you know, just having Joe on the sideline, his, his calm demeanor—he uh, was always even killed throughout the course of the game. So that was that was you know good to see. That was good for me. Um, we we're able to communicate. So having get on the headset, he's able to see the game at field level. So um, he's able to go down and talk to the offensive line, talk to the receivers, and things like that. So I think it was you know pretty good for him to be down there. Hey Teddy, uh, two-part question.
7: Um, the first is, um, you know, Christian, when you have Christian in the red zone, you're 4-4 today. I mean, getting him back in the offense, how big was that? And then secondly, you know, how do you view these games that, you know, it seems like you guys are right there. You're right there at the end. It's almost there. You just can't really get over the hump. Are you, do you view it as, I mean, is it, is it frustrating, or do you feel like, you know, you guys are building towards getting to that point?
5: Uh, to answer that first question, it's, it's definitely, you know, it was definitely good having Christian back this week, uh, you know, he fought for us, uh, he ran hard, he caught the ball out of backfield, picked up guys in protection. And then when Mike came in, Mike made some plays as well. So um, it was good to just have both of those guys rolling. And then, um, you know, you just think about, I'm sorry, I just drew a blank. But um, I, was, I was asking you about yeah.
7: all the, the close <laughs> games, and just seems like you're just coming up just a little bit short.
5: Yeah, um, when you think about, you know, how we're coming up short in these games. You know, a game like today, it pisses you off, you know, especially when, you know, you play a team as, as good as the Chiefs are. And that's a great football team. And, um, you know, we don't want it to be the common theme of, of being right there. You know, obviously you lose a game. Sometimes you, you, you're able to learn from it and, and quickly put it behind. This is one of those games that you know, piss you off a little bit. At least it should piss you off. And, um, you know, we're going to come in tomorrow, thick skin. Um, watch the tape, uh, be judgmental of each other, and uh, be you know honest with each other.
3: All right, guys, we only have time for two more, so let's get a Joe Person and then finish with Josh Plot.
2: Eddie, kind of, you've sort of addressed this, not exactly, but a game like today, besides pissing you off, when you go blow for blow with the defending Super Bowl champions, does this benefit you guys down the road in any in any way?
5: Of course it does down the road, but, you know, right now, you know, we talked about there are no moral victories. So, you know, with a game like this, you come up short. It's like, man, you, you're able to, yeah, measure yourself, you know, next to the, the defending champs. But at the same time, you don't want to be satisfied with just coming up short. And uh, we play this game to win. And um, we could easily say we fought, we played tough. That's what we did, but we didn't come up with the victory. So I think we just got to you know, get back to work next week, uh, realize some of the things we did wrong. I know we had some penalties, um, you know, just some some things that just prevented us from winning this game. So, um, like I said, the Chiefs are a great football team. They did everything to win that game, and we did everything to not win that game. Teddy, I was hoping that you could
8: tell us about your mindset on that final drive uh, specifically as um, a couple of the plays finished inbounds versus out of bounds with no timeouts. And then uh, on the last play to DJ um, where it looked like you guys were trying to pick up maybe five or six extra yards and then uh, putting your thoughts on Joey Sly getting out there, uh, trying to kick from 67 for the win.
5: Yeah. um, You know, the situation that we're in, we didn't have any timeouts. And I'm pretty sure the Chiefs were aware of the situation as well. So, you know, we just wanted to try to advance the ball, you know, as fast as as fast as possible. Um, you know, maybe do we wish we could have got out of bounds more? Yeah, but, you know, the defense that they were playing was defending the sidelines. Had to take what they give you. And, um, you know, we hit a big play to Curtis down the middle of the field, which, you know, gave us a chance. And you try to take a cheap five yards to put us in field goal range or something like that to DJ. But they did a great job of just being prepared for it. And, um, you know, it's tough on Joey, you know, to to try to kick a 67-yard field goal in this environment. So, you know, we just came up short, you know, as a team. And uh, it's going to be on us, you know, to, to fix this.
3: Got Joe Charlton joining us to answer questions y'all have for him. Um, please use our hate raise hand button if you have a question for him. Um uh, if someone wants to start us off with the first one, Josh, you can go for it. Hey
8: Joe, I was hoping you could just talk about the uh the fake punt and um uh and what you saw before the play and uh and just kind of talk us through it.
1: Um yeah, I mean we went out there doing that we, we called the or the thing was called. Um we have a check out of it, but um Obviously, we didn't. Um, we saw the look. We, we got the look we wanted, and we ran it, and we completed it. So it was awesome. All
3: right. Let's go to Nick Carboni for the next question.
1: Uh, Joseph, when is the last time you completed a pass? How many passes have you completed? In a game, none. Never had the opportunity. I guess what what are you thinking when you know that that's the look you're getting, and you have to execute it? And they were bearing down on you, pretty pretty hard. It looked like on the rush. Yeah, I mean. Um, I felt him coming, but, I mean, Zilstra is wide open, and I got the, got the ball to him, and it was a good pass, so good.
3: Let's go to Miles Simmons and then Joe Person.
9: Joseph, what what have you thought about just the, how aggressive you guys have been on special teams over the last couple of weeks?
1: Um, personally, I love it. Um, it's good for our team, and, uh, I mean, obviously, it's not more my forte to talk on that, but. I personally
2: like it. Hey, Joe! Uh, thanks for joining us. Wondered uh, on that last kick with with Joey. It looked like there was a pretty strong. I, I, well, you tell us. It looked like maybe behind to your backs, but also kind of pushing the ball uh, left to right. It, what, what did y'all see on?
1: Um, it was definitely a windy day, but we um, yeah, have the uh, utmost confidence in Joey to uh, hit that ball. I mean, I've seen him do it before, and. Um, I think the whole team's confident in him hitting that. And um, I think it was a good call, so.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you, if in the case we don't get Joey today, did, do you feel like he hit it good, and did it have the leg? Could you t- um, I mean, I'm looking down at the ball at the hold. Um, sounded good. I mean,
1: Joey crushes the ball. Every ball that comes off his foot sounds like thunder, so, um,
3: yeah. All right, let's go to Josh Klein for the last question.
8: Joe, uh, what's the longest kick that you've seen Joey Sly make? Whether it's practice,
1: pregame, whatever. I'm pretty sure he lined up for a 71 practice and hit it. So, I mean, he, he, Joey's got a strong, strong leg. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. So, he, he can, he can hit a bomb.
3: All right, guys, we Got Sam Franklin joining us. Please use the raise hand button if you have questions for him. Um, with that said, if someone wants to open up with the first question, the floor is open. Yeah, Sam, What? looking at the Tyree Kill touchdown where you guys looked like you were playing cover three and you were in the center of the field, what exactly happened
2: there?
6: Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say that was on me, um, miscommunication with my corners. Um, I'm the deep middle guy. I got to let them know if we're going to zone it, or stay on the man. Um, I just gave communication to one time, and didn't get it to the other side in time. Um, that's completely on me. Um, and I told my guys that I'm taking full responsibility for that.
3: Let's go to Josh Klein for the next question. Hey
6: Sam, uh,
3: what
8: was it about Travis Kelsey that made him so hard to stop for you guys today?
6: Um, you know, he um, you know, they got a great quarterback, puts the ball in great positions. Um, you know, they do great things about hiding them. Um, putting them in different spots, you know, so you can't really press them sometimes, and you know, he gets free releases. But, um, you know, it was just a combined, uh, every, a lot of things, you know, the quarterback extending plays and him just finding open gaps and then him just running good routes too. Let's
3: go to Miles Simmons for the next question.
9: Sam, I know you're a rookie, but when you come into a situation like this where you guys have been close in this many games, uh, what, what is it like right now mentally to know that you guys are close but you're not getting over the hump yet?
6: Um it's it's us. Like we, we we know this. Um down the stretch, I think we had like close to like eight penalties or something like that. Um we just can't beat ourselves down the stretch um during close games. We we just gotta do better um as a whole, you know. Um we're not gonna point fingers at any one guy and we're not gonna say that it's his fault, it's all our fault. Um we just gotta be better as a team.
7: Let's go, Steve Reed, followed by Nick Carboni. Hey, Sam, um, it kind of felt like you guys had done pretty pretty good on um, Mahomes in the first half. Obviously, the second half certainly didn't go the way you guys wanted. I just wanted you to talk about um, defending him, what was it like to defend him, and, um, you know, how, how he hurts you guys in different ways.
6: Um, defending him is 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 completely hard because he's a guy that that extends plays, you know, they talk about it like it's 40 time, but that doesn't really matter when you're out there on the field, he extends plays, he finds open guys, he can throw the ball in any part of the field, you know, he makes the right read. Um, so he just does a combination of a lot of things that you just have to keep track of, you know, most pocket passers quarterbacks. You know, you, if you get them off the spot, then, you know, they're not really good on the run. You know, they can't really move. But um, Patrick is a different beast. He can move up in the pocket, extend plays. He can throw the ball on the hand, overhand, sidearm. So, I mean, it's just so many ways that he can attack you. And then with the athletes that they do have, is like they're going to get open. They're going to make their plays. You just got to try to limit them the first half. I feel like we're just doing a great job. But, you know, Andy, he's a great coordinator. He's going to come in. He's going to switch things up. You know, he's going to make it hard for us to keep defending them. Sam, what was the key to the time that you did
1: get to him? Uh, I think you got to him for at least the the one sack and then another time. Uh, Can you take us through that sack?
6: Um, You know, we're um, we're running. I was the late guy that's supposed to be coming on the blitz, you know, so I did what I had to do. Um, Burns forced him up in the pocket, and when he stepped up, I just took my angle, and, you know, I just wrapped up and was just holding on for the best. All right, we have time for one more, so let's go to Josh Klein before we wrap it up. Hey, Sam, um, what
8: can a, uh, a two-point loss at the super defending Super Bowl champs against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, kind of the whole rigmarole that the Chiefs have, what can this uh, teach you for the future? Um, and, and what does it say about where you guys are in terms of being such a young defense that you were able to be uh, just so close to getting the win today?
6: It, it shows us how good we are as a team. Um, but, you know, we're not going to take – being close as as a achievement, we want to win, and you know in this league, winning is the most important thing, and that's what we came here to do today. We're we're not looking for no more victories or anything like that, but this just put, shows us that we are in a great position. Um, like I said earlier, we just don't beat ourselves at the end, and we're not one or two plays late. We're gonna we're, we can win that ball game, but you know those guys um, not the defending champions
3: Joey Sly joining us to answer questions y'all
2: have for him. Um, someone wants to open up the first question, Joe, you can go. Hey, Joey. Uh, seems like we're always talking to you in these Zooms about these, what would be record kicks, and uh, it looked like you had the leg on that. Could you take us through that and then also the onside kick attempt, the first one?
10: Yeah, so uh, the 67, um, I feel confident in myself that I'm able to make those kicks or at least have the leg strength for them. Um, that one, it was – we had a pretty heavy left to right uh, wind, so ball's going to tend to fade to the right. Um, with the way the wind was blowing kind of north and south or whatever obviously the direction is, but felt like there was wind in my face on that one. Um, similar to what was on the 51, we had like a right to left wind in my face, so like trying to play and kind of – Mold those balls to play with the wind and, and find the right kind of the wind pattern and swing pattern. Um, to, to be honest, was pretty difficult today for me. So, um, I definitely felt like I had the leg strength for it, but trying to play back into that wind to let the ball fade back into the middle of post, um, it just got pushed right by the wind, just kept staying right. So, um, honestly, I didn't really see where the ball landed just from all the chaos in front of me. So, um I don't know if that like delayed or not, but I didn't put a ball that was on the field goal post, and um, take take full credit for that. And then obviously the uh, the surprise onside. Uh, we had worked all week, and we work all the time. Um, I felt confident, the coach. And I told Coach Boyle I feel good on it, and um, hit it. Felt like it took a pretty heavy bounce on the turf. Um, went right back up in the air, and I was sitting right at the, ba- uh, the backside of ten, so I was hoping to kind of shield it let the ball roll into me and be able to just jump right on it. And I felt someone kind of hit me from behind. I kind of fell on the ball from there. So I know I, I had it before I went 10, but um, got to be able to execute that kick, give our give our team an opportunity to steal a possession on, on special teams. That was one of our big um, keys this week and um, uh, let, the, let the team down in that aspect. I didn't execute my job in that aspect. And Coach Rule had a great call for it. We got them right where we wanted to, and I just need to execute it at a better level than that. So. Right, let's go to Miles Simmons
3: and then Elena
9: Getzenberg. Jory, you guys have been really aggressive on special teams over the last couple of weeks. Just how, does, how do you feel about that, and, you know, how, does, uh, how can really special teams when you're doing something like that affect the ball game?
10: Um, so in the beginning of the season when we were on those virtual calls, um, Coach Brule put up a bunch of statistics about um, things like the turnover margin and, um, like, the middle eight. Um, shutouts in the fourth quarter, like situations like that. And some of the situations they put up were um, like if you, if you block a punt, certain situations like that. So um, for us, we're, we're trying to be aggressive on special teams. Chase is doing an amazing job of just giving the team confidence that we can execute when called upon. Um, and that that mentality kind of just is starting to go mm-hmm. throughout the team, the fact that if we play aggressive and that we kind of go – um, all out for, for certain situations that will give ourselves better opportunities to win the game. and The percentages of us winning goes up and everything like that. So um, the fake punt we had last week gave our offense another opportunity to go down and score. Um, the fake punt that we had this week, again, give our offense another opportunity to go down and score. Um, I, like I said, I need to capitalize on on the surprise on side to, get, again, give our op- offense another opportunity to score. We're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, known for a high-power offense. Um, any possession that we're able to steal or any opportunity that we're able to get more points than them, um, we need to take full advantage of. And um, like I said today, I, I I lacked in that department and, and let my team down,
4: so. Hey, Joey, you were talking about the win today, and I was curious, did it change throughout the game? Was that something that, like, the direction changed, or how did you account for that today?
10: Um. So, direction from from right to left um, when you're looking at the so, – when you're coming into our tunnel, the wind stayed pretty predominantly left to right. And then when you're facing away from our tunnel towards the big circular screen um, at Arrowhead, uh, it was predominantly right to left. Um, now, whether the wind was in our face um, was swirling a little bit, uh, which is, I will say is a little surprising with the dome of the stadium. Um, I know it Kansas City is, is used to a lot of wind and watching a lot of the games. You can see that a lot of kickers here trying to mold that ball into the wind, but um, the direction was, was very like right to left the entire game when we were facing um, the scoreboard. And like I said, left to right when we were at our at our um, locker room. So um, I knew the balls that I needed to play, but obviously with Gus and stuff like that, you you really have to be um, elite in being able to, to hit the right ball. So.
3: All right, guys, you only have time for two more, so let's go to Nick Carboni and then finish with Josh Klein. Joey, the further back you line up and I guess the more you have to put into
1: it, do you sacrifice some accuracy with that or is today more about just kind of the wind doing what it's going to do to the ball?
10: Um, to be honest with me, it's it's sometimes difficult because I, I t- do t- typically have a stronger leg, so sometimes I can swing um, and hit a ball clean enough that can kind of cut through the wind. So, like, the ball like I, I hit on the 51, like I can't give up the post on the right side because if I hit a smooth ball through the wind and it dies down, then I'm going to miss on the right side of that post. Um, but then, obviously, I hit the ball that I wanted to hit, had the right trajectory, had everything that I wanted, Wind holds it up, puts it to his apex quicker, and then the ball then tends to get taken by the wind a lot quicker because that velocity is not climbing. Now it's coming on the downslope, so ball starts fading. Um, I'm still surprised that ball missed off that left upright. But um, no, I mean, there's just certain situations that you got to play. I mean, um, you can see Harrison's got a really, really strong leg and um, kind of seemed to have the same mentality I had today of trying to mold the ball the way that he wants to. And um, just trying to, I even try to capitalize on some of the pregame up watching him, seeing the lines that he might play and kind of putting it in my back pocket because this is his home field, so he's been kicking here a lot longer. So trying to find lines that he might play and stuff like that was was my key going in. I felt like I had a good, great game plan. It's just execution is the, the biggest thing.
8: Joey, you've been in the room and on the field with uh, with Joe Charlton for the entire training camp and season thus far. Um, what was your confidence level when you knew the fake punt was coming in his arm? Um, and uh, And then I have one more quick one after that.
10: Uh, yeah, so Joe um, has a great arm. He's, he's, he showed it off during practice. We've, um, I mean, we we have to execute uh, at a high level during practice to give Coach confidence in the, in those play calls as well. So um, the confidence I had in Joe executing that game plan, he knew what he needed to do. He knew the check that he needed. Corn um, as our PP was able to make sure that he we had the right defensive um, pump protection and stuff like that for the for the call and. Um, our point team executed like we did all week. So it was no surprise that we were able to run the play that we've repped hundreds of times already. So,
8: um, And uh, just a, kind of a quick follow-up. What's, uh, he said he had never thrown a, a pass in a game before, never had the opportunity. Have you ever thrown a pass in a game, and uh, how successful do you think you would be if you did get the chance?
10: I've uh, not thrown a pass in a game. Um, I'm kind of... I've. I haven't gotten any fakes really even put on to, like, my side when we hit field goals. I don't, I don't see a lot of fakes coming to me. I would like to just run the ball instead of throw it. So um, that would kind of be my um, my one, which is I got smaller hands, so gripping the ball sometimes is not the best thing in the world. But I think I can execute if need be. But um, I'd rather just run the ball, take some hits, and see if I can score that way. So
8: feels like you would, like, seek out contact on a fake.
10: Yeah, like if I have like a wide open gap, I'd probably just try to see if I can run over the defense and then just climb to the next level. So we'll see. Um, That's probably why they don't give me fakes because I probably don't run it correctly. I'm trying to hit people. So um, maybe to change the way my mindset is on that. But we'll see if we run any fakes with the field goal unit this year.
9: Hey, Robbie, um it seems like you guys have been able to get pretty close on a lot of these games, especially lately, but you're just not getting over the hump. Um, what, How close do you feel like you guys are, and what do you feel like it's going to take for you guys to then make that next step?
11: I think it's, it's evident that we're close, but, you know, close isn't good enough because we're not getting no victories. And, you know, I just think it's just, it just us trickling down to not being myself and, Allowing those mistakes and those things, and eliminating that stuff, so we can have a cleaner game and a better, a better opportunity to win. Let's go
3: to David Newton.
2: Yeah, Robbie, I um, want to ask you. You were with Matt in what first year, early years at Temple. What what was the losing like there compared to what's going on right now with this team? And second part of my question is, could you tell a difference in the offense, the way teams approached you? with Christian on
11: the field? Well, I, don't, I don't really remember. That was a long time ago. I don't really feel like that's relevant. And um, I think teams came out, I don't, I can't really say a difference because we never played the Chiefs to say so. I can't really say a difference more so. Well, let's go to Jonathan
3: Alexander and then Chris Jenkins.
6: Hey, Robbie, over there. well.
5: I'm just wondering, um, before this game, did you uh, head into practice, did you all talk much about being aggressive um, heading into this game and, and possibly going forward
11: on fourth downs like you all did? Um, I think that's always saying that, you know, coaches preach something that he'll always be aggressive about. And that's something that he's let us know, you know, early in the year. And I think that was just spur of the moment. We felt like that was something we could get done. Hey Robbie with the aggressive play calling that we're seeing, uh, does that kind of transcend to you guys as players uh, a more sense of urgency to win? Like you saw that play with Teddy and guys just making really good plays. Is that do you guys feed into that aggressive play calling? Well, I think that play is just um, you know, just us just trying to make it happen and you know, laying it all along the line. And I think though, you know, it just trickles down to, you know, simply playing with heart and the want to and him him going out there. And, really, like, laying it all on the line to keep the chains going and, you know, trying to fight for that win.
3: Let's go to Phil Orban and then Josh Klein. Robbie, following up on that, when you see Teddy selling out on that fourth
1: and 14 and he's giving up his body and he's diving, what, what does that do for, for the rest of the team to kind of galvanize them around a play like that?
11: Yeah, I think, it, um, you know, you'll see your quarterback giving his all is going to make everybody else step it up or not, you know. And you know you gotta you gotta really respect that, but you know a lot of quarterbacks probably wouldn't you know put themselves out there to be that vulnerable in that situation, you know. So well, you gotta really respect that.
8: Robbie, uh, Joe Brady was on the sidelines for the first time this season. Could you sense him down there? Like, did you have conversations with him uh, in between possessions? And and what did you guys uh, what did you guys talk about? Do you remember anything specific?
11: Uh, it was a lot more communication, you know, obviously more than any other game because, you know, he's up there in the box. So we don't really hear from him kind of more. So hearing from him through the coaches, but not that much. So, you no, know, I think it was um, probably better for us because he's able to communicate what he's seeing at the plays and, you know, just honing in on the details and things like that with him being down there. All right, guys, we have time for one more. So let's go to Deshaun Brown
3: before we let Robbie go.
2: Probably coming out of this
3: game, where do you think you start as an offense to really push to get over that hump? Because the team has been so close on so many occasions. Where do you think you start coming out of this?
11: Uh, you know, just taking accountability for for our mistakes and knowing that those things hurt us. And if we eliminate those things, things go a lot smoother. And, you know, just not beating ourselves, you know? something something that I feel.
3: Uh, we got Shaq Thompson joining us. Please use the raise hand button if you have questions for him. If someone wants to open up with the first question. Go for it, Shaq. How did um, expectations meet reality going up against Pat Mahomes today?
12: We just got to play better. Um, it's a close game. Uh, we got to stop doing self-inflicted wounds on defense. Um, we had a chance. Let's go to Josh Klein and then Miles Simmons. Shaq, did you find that um
8: man or zone was working better against Travis Kelsey? I know he had a lot of success, but was there something specific that was working
12: we just got to execute in both man and zone um he's a he's a great tight end one of the better one of the better tight ends we played against this year um we know he was a big target for them we just got to execute our play.
9: Jack, uh, when you are able to get as close as you're getting, but you're not getting over the hump, what does that do for the team mentally? And how do you feel like you have to push in order to get there?
12: You just got to keep going. Self-inflicted wounds. I mean, that's what's killing us. And everybody knows football. Uh, you can't win with, with penalties. And uh, that's what happened to us, uh, especially on the defensive side. Self-inflicted wounds. And uh, we gave them plays that we shouldn't have, that they shouldn't have got.
2: Let's go to Joe Person for the next question. Shaq, you go kind of toe to toe with the defending Super Bowl champion. I, I know you're not about moral victories, but does this
12: help you guys at all down the road? I mean, all our games that we lost was close. Uh we just gotta find that itch. Um, like I said, if you go back to all the games that we lost, it's just self self-inflicted wounds that we got. Uh, especially from the defensive side. I'm gonna speak on the defensive side. Uh, we just gotta cut those out, man. Not jump off sides, not holding, just do our jobs at the end of the day.
3: Let's go to Elena Gatzenberg and then Chris Jenkins
12: before we gotta wrap it up.
4: Hey Shaq, I was wondering just the impact of not having Jeremy out there, Chain, how you felt guys stepped up um, without him out there?
12: Everybody stepped up, everybody did the job. I'm really proud of Sam Franklin. Sam Franklin came out there and played, uh, he did well, um, and I'm happy to guys. I uh, can't wait to have Chain back, but everybody stepped up and did their part. We just gotta finish.
6: Hey, Shaq, can you talk
11: about the message that uh, Coach delivered to the team after the game and how that was received?
12: We just got to win. We got to find a way to win. Um, Stop beating ourselves, like I kept saying. Um, Just self-inflicted wounds, that that happens to us, and uh, that's that's the game like the game. It's the game of inches. And those are the game of inches that we need. And once we stop doing that, we're going to be a hell of a team.